there are no injuries to give you. Uh, I will tell you that um, I didn't have our guys uh, ready to go well enough, and it's my responsibility. Could have put our guys in a lot better positions during that game and uh, didn't take advantage of that. So I thought we had some real good downs, but we also had some turnovers and, and uh, some mistakes uh, that shouldn't have taken place. And um, we'll correct those and get ourselves back ready to go. That time, Jeff. Holy shirt! I mean, honestly, what the fork, guys? What in the, what in tarnation's going on in this darn tootin' place? What the heck are we supposed to do with all this? I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm just out here. I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure I don't use any abusive language in today's edition of Times oh, Ours here on the Athletic. Bamboozled. Joshua Briscoe, Nate Taylor, Seth Kaiser, my friends. Let's make sure we keep it nice and PG. I would hate to get to the last minute of this podcast only to have to delete the whole thing because somebody said the F word. Look, I don't Seth, even think... Seth, keep it I, tight, Seth. Seth, keep it tight today. I no F-bombs from you. I don't I don't even think you said the F word. Um, Josh, you know, can I paint a picture real quick? I would love nothing more. We're going to, hey, everybody, we're going to talk about Chiefs Colts today, and we're all in different emotional places. I've really swung a few times, kind of back and forth. Uh, Seth has written, Nate has written, Nate, you were there. Paint us the picture. Okay, so I am inside Lucas Oil Stadium. I am sitting in the press box way above all the seats, and it has gone from afternoon to dusk to nighttime. I am reaching the final paragraphs of my story to recap what might possibly be the worst special teams performance I've ever witnessed covering this team for five years. Straight up high school bleep. I mean, really, you could watch better special teams at a high school game. It is at that point, fellas, that I pack my things, put them in the backpack, uh, ensure that I do not need to urinate on my walk back to the hotel. (laughs) And then I join my lovely colleagues uh, Vahe Gregorian, Jesse Newell from the Kansas City Star, uh, Harold Koontz from Fox 4. And, you know, it is at this point that I say goodbye to some some other, you know, peers in the profession who covered the Indianapolis Colts, who also did not see this outcome coming. And on the elevator down from literally like the ninth floor of this sparkling building that Peyton Manning built on all, all on his own with his mind in his right arm. From eight to seven to six, the only thing we are talking about is, hey, what this man say? <laughs> there was a lot of words spoken in this elevator that I cannot <laughs> share with you in this form of communication, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Yeah. But what I can tell you is we eliminated a large segment. <laughs> A large sample of the word bubbles, the word cloud that we were that we were operating from as we were going from high above to back to floor level. As we exit the stadium on a just gorgeous night in Indianapolis. Before I'm about to eat way too much food at Kilroy's Bar and Grill in downtown Indianapolis. The the small group fellas, we came down to three words that we believe this man said. The only issue is, you know, the referee, Mr. Sean Smith, gave us A, nowhere to go, B, no clarity, and C, said that it would be in the game report as if those things are ever, come on, I mean, ever. Released to the public. Even Andy Reid today on Monday said, you know, we don't we don't get that game report. That is only a league and refereeing crew uh form of <laughs> accounting. So can we play yours? Wordle with the with the oh, game? Of course. This is New York Times I mean, publication. Now actually this is it's on the family. I mean, of uh, course. Can I we mean, play Wordle with the words that you just like? Just give us like a couple letters for the I mean, words that you guys thought we were cooking with. Not too many letters, you know. We don't kids guessing this Wordle. You know, one of the one of the one of the three main candidates, Josh, was a five letter word. So take that with take that with you will, 
Um, and but, again, you know, I haven't done Wordle today. Let me go see if that one works. <laughs> but um, look, you know, it's a savvy veteran move for a quarterback who's done nothing the entire game to just <laughs> hang around, to just hang around, to just, uh, you know, eh, he, oh, he wants to get closer to my face. Let me get closer. You want to say something, Chris? Actually, Mr. Referee, could I bring you along <laughs> for said discussion? I just I just want you to hear if there's anything abusive to which I will wink to you and say, I feel abused. I just I got the feel- wordle in three because of where I started. That's a good that's a good starting word right there. It wasn't the right answer today, but it got me uh, got me a couple <laughs> letters out of the gate. So we're trying to provide some level of levity and some comic relief amidst the fact that your football team, clearly better, clearly more talented, ladies and gentlemen, just, I mean, in office style, that is a large pot of whatever it is that's on the floor. Seth, how do you feel? And then I'm going to get defensive. But I'm going to save my defensiveness for after you kind of just give us your state of the Kaiser household sort of check-in. Um... Look, the the Chiefs, let, let's just be clear with everything else we say for the rest of this time. If nothing else, the Chiefs earned that loss. They worked for it. Yeah, they hard. fought and clawed their way. That's I actually, when I was watching the end of, I, I guess you'd call it a football game, between the Niners and the Broncos, which was kind of a version of if both teams we're doing what the Chiefs were doing yesterday, mm-hmm. but without Patrick Mahomes around, which it was as bad. I was watching. I was like, why am I doing this? I was like, I don't know. And then I just kept doing it. It's kind of like when you're like eating Pringles and you just keep eating them. <laughs> then you just keep eating. Like, why am I doing this? I, I don't know, but I can't stop. So I better, just <laughs> eat, I better just eat this entire can. And then you say to yourself, self, but this is the extended tall issue can oh i know i know this isn't great someone should do something about this and you just keep eating them and then the can's gone and then your (laughs) wife says oh hey i made supper and you're like oh well not for me (laughs) because so anyway because once you pop i mean you know what they say honey once you pop yeah yeah yeah, i don't know what to tell you yeah yeah how it works it's just how it works i i just so any anything that you could say like oh that's an excuse or whatever make no mistake they earned that loss they deserved it like they deserved that (laughs) like i mean they deserved that way more than the colts deserved to win like the chiefs deserved to lose that game outside of the defense by and large the defense and you know what poor spags calls up he calls one of i mean now to be fair you you guys called it last week we're talking about you know that cold solo line is not communicating well and spags must have just been salivating because i have never seen more free rushers in my life than just you know we ought to do we ought to blitz the slot corner one more time and just (laughs) smack poor matt ryan who will literally not see him coming even though this has happened like four times already. Hey, you know, you know what they might not do? Block Nick Bolton if we send him right through the A-gap. I think the center's going to go the other way. And he did. And that was awesome. So I'm not talking about the defense other than, you know, Chris Jones. He took credit or blame, you know, for... And good for him. Because, you know, really, you just got to walk away. Just walk away. Don't even risk it. But I really do think, like he said afterwards in that exceptional article you wrote, Nate, he said he was stunned. I was stunned. It's like, I mean, he he said something and turned and walked away. I just, so again, with the knowledge of the Chiefs, they deserved that loss. And maybe that's why the ref threw the flag. He's like, no way. You guys do not deserve this dub. This, you guys, you've played well, but your offense doesn't deserve this. Your special teams doesn't deserve this. I'm throwing a flag. There's no way those guys should be able to walk out of here with a win and have the world <laughs> tell them they did enough. No, I won't let this happen. And he threw the flag in the in the interest of fairness to sports everywhere. Maybe that's what happened. Because that makes about as much sense as throwing a flag for quote-unquote abusive language in a football game. Like, now, I have a theory, maybe maybe something a little bit slurry got said. That's the only thing I can think of. (laughs) 
I just like, I just, man, Matt Ryan, good for you, you little narc. Oh, <laughs> it's so frustrating, man. Like, and I say that as a prosecutor, <laughs> like, uh, good for you. And, when you're a little too square for the pastor prosecutor. You know, you've really crossed the Rubicon. Yeah, and, 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 and look, he did it. It worked. But I just like, as I'm trying to think like as a ref, how, and again, the Chiefs deserve this loss. The Chiefs deserve this loss. The Chiefs deserve this loss. As a ref, how do you in that moment, knowing yes. that yes. this is like, this is a game swinging because I mean, it, it alters field position so radically and gives them, oh, and by the way, when did, when did flags after the play is over, reset the play? What? When did that happen? Hey, that's that's the rules committee, sir. Uh, you, you will have to you will have to we'll have to uh, get that answer when the rules committee gets together again, yet again I, in a sunny state in March when they change the rules. Just without just to, anybody really understanding. Yeah, what, yeah. What's no, going on. no one gets it. I under you know, but it's just like to me, it's a play. It's a penalty that occurred after the play was over. It didn't affect the play at all. So, she, like, because even if it had been, hey, the Chiefs get, the Chiefs would have rather taken a 50-yard penalty and still gotten the ball rather than what actually happened. Like, that was a, I, I'm curious what the numbers are for the, the win probability from that penalty versus no penalty. And how as a ref, you pull the flag right there, knowing that you are inserting yourself into the result of the game to call a penalty on a thing that didn't affect the result of the game. If that makes sense. Yes. Because penalties, it's one thing, like holding penalties, pass if, interference. If there was a DPI that kept the game alive that was controversial, I promise we would not talk about it this much. I hate ref talk. But yes. this is this is a judgment call from something that happens after the play was over. It, exactly. It didn't affect the game. And so you became the thing that affected the game. When, when, when you're calling a penalty, and again, I, I don't mind some of these unsportsmanlike conduct. I get it. You know, you, you don't really need guys screaming at each other after every play. I get all that. Fair enough. It's not what's happening here, but whatever, right? Fair enough. But penalties are supposed to exist, in essence, to keep teams from cheating, right? Because if holding were allowed, running Ooh. the ball would be so... It would, I, I kind of want to watch a game where holding is allowed. You know what hey, I mean? Hey, Just hey, to hey, see what hey, it was. For 31 play. NFL teams, I'd really help, I bet. Hey, that game existed. It was called the Super Bowl where the New England Patriots out of nowhere beat the St. Louis Rams. <laughs> then, so what we're going to do, guys, you see that guy? His name is Isaac Bruce, Isaac and he's incredible. Bruce, we got no shot. We are going to tackle him and just wrap our arms around him and get dragged hey, down the field. Hey, we could even get cooked by Ricky Pro out here. So we know, you know what we going to do? They can't call it on every snap, boys. <laughs> Nobody wants to watch the zebras on Super Bowl Sunday. Bill Belichick is an amazing coach. Yeah, no, Bill Belichick, he gets it. And so I, I just I want to talk about a ton of things the Chiefs did wrong. Because on film, and I'm I'm going through the offense right now, and there's there's some schematic stuff that it's like, man, the Colts were ready for them. Mm -hmm. And and Andy, if I if someone were to and I don't, I know this expression isn't super popular anymore, but it's the only way that I would ever say it. Gun to my head, someone says, do you think Andy Reid was like, ah, I don't really know if I need the A-plus play sheet for this game. And by the way, barring the worst special team performance I've ever seen, he didn't. <laughs> they won. They should have won. Oh, okay. I'm getting mad all over again. So hey, why, don't, hey. why don't you guys say things for a while? Re really, really quick, uh, Josh, in the pool report, in an exchange between the longest tenured reporter who's covered the Chiefs, currently on the beat, Adam Teicher from ESPN, um, you should you should give all your respect to Adam Teicher for the fact that he's yes. covered he's covered this team since I believe 1993, since the Joe Montana era. Um, he had a quick, <laughs> I mean, a brief discussion um, with referee Sean Smith as the. Uh, designated pool reporter because of his years of experience and seniority. Question. Hey, just curious on what Chris Jones of the Chiefs said to get the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty in the fourth quarter. 
from Smith himself, quote, it was abusive language towards an opponent. Follow-up question. And that was it? Question mark? <laughs> Smith. Yes. Crickets, crickets, crickets. Question. Another follow-up question. Uh, okay, okay. Can you elaborate on exactly what Chris Jones said? Smith. No. But it will be in our game report. End of, end of quotation. Yet another follow-up question from rugged reporter Adam Teicher. Yes, Adam. Good for you, Adam. Did it involve profanity? <laughs> Smith, quote, it was just abusive language. Nothing more specific than that. End of conversation. Oh. I mean, come on. Look, I've had trouble with the league for a while now about can y'all just be a little bit transparent? Like a little like a little bit. Of course, I think most people generally do not want to see the sausage be made. Okay? Right. It's too delicious. I don't want to waste my time. Just give me more sausages. And as I say that, clearly I understand where this is all headed from a junior level comedic form <laughs> that felt like a, you might as well have started that sentence with josh <laughs> <laughs> just give me more sausages there you can clip it guys it's okay um, that ringtone before the show's even done with that said i mean can you tell me what kind of beef is in this thing or like <laughs> it, you guys are sanitary right like what's the code like like <laughs> so, like what utensils do you use like Y'all got soap back there, right? Like a dishwasher? <laughs> Anything of... Is this a Ratatouille situation? Do you have a yeah, mouse like, under your rat hat? Is, is Ratatouille and the homies getting it done? i like, <laughs> come on! So, of course, I think Sean Smith, in like a very WWE manner, knows exactly what he's saying while saying nothing. And hey... Uh, wait, we're going to watch these games. We're going to eat more sausages on Thursday night when the freaking Miami Dolphins play the Bengals. But that's a, but like, Sean Smith knows that, y'all. So, you want transparency, you may not get it. We still going to be eating these sausages. You know, how quickly do you think, because you know the refs have, um, they 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 have communication with people. That's like why <laughs> when his mic was hot for a minute, he's like, "What? It was a hold." And it's like, "Whoa, whoa. Like it was a normal hold." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Man, but was it though? Like, wasn't there something else that happened there too, ref?" But anyway, doesn't matter. I guess it was another thing that went wrong. I mean, it, you know what? I'm there were a lot back of things this, that went wrong. There I mean, were so yeah. many things that went wrong. But I think we honestly, I think we ended up starting on the Chris Jones thing because it's the one part of it that the three of us can laugh at. Like, yeah. I think that's how we just accidentally spent 15 minutes on what I might list as like, I don't know, somewhere between the fifth and 10th most impactful thing to happen in this game. But it's just sort of funny and we can joke about it a little bit. And Nate has stories from the elevator. It is not the lead from this game for me, at least. No, no. And that's it, it's just it's the most visible. Like if you were to pick one thing. Like, you know, that that maybe is the biggest swing because of the timing of it, because of everything else that occurred, and because it happened to the defense. Honestly, the offense deserves the bad things that happened to it. Yeah. The defense played its butt off. Like, Colin Saunders is like, hey, guys, by the way, I'm good. Like, I'm good now. Hey, I'm, everybody, just quick update. I am good now, just in case you were wondering. All right, cool, Colin, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Like, all of it, they were playing well. And you know what? Darius Harris came in. He's not as good in coverage as, as Willie Gay Jr. Yet another thing that had to go wrong with this game, by the way, is that Darius Harris has to be in to get a little confused on a play action and get dragged out for the, one of the few touchdowns of the game, which had but they that not... Was, that, was the only, like, that was the only time I saw Darius Harris and I said anything other than, oh, nice play there by Darius Harris. Yeah. He's really sustained. And he had to be there because the Colts started with the ball at the four-yard line. <laughs> yeah. Like, like so wrong in so many ways and so this takes me back to last week because i actually had a few <laughs> commenters on my sub stack say you know seth this has happened a few times and it's always when you make your little speech about how many things would have to go wrong okay for the all right all right uh, all right all right i'm ready i'm buttoning in all right here we go i'm clearing out 
This is this is my one thing. This is my one thing. And then I want to let you guys just carry the show because the narratives of this game, the actual things you've seen on film, I want to hear what you guys think about it. I'm already kind of tired of talking about this game, but I must step in. And should I let the prosecutor do this? No. I am here to represent Times R's V Chief's Kingdom because we have been levied some accusations against us. Oh. That when that when we formally declare. Nah, this ain't one of those games. It immediately, immediately becomes one oh, of those okay. games. I see, I, see what I see what you're doing. Immediately, we've, we have been okay. caught red-handed on this front before. We are not first-time offenders. But I am here to defend Times R's at all on this occasion. Because here's what we said. Here's what I believed going into this game. I believe that the Indianapolis Colts aren't a very good football team. And I thought, you know what? If the Chiefs can just be any version of themselves that we've seen over the last several years, the Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid era, they're going to take this whimpering, this sick animal that needs to be put down, this Indianapolis Colts team. This Colt has two broken legs, and the only thing we can do at this point is turn it into glue out of sympathy. And so at least the Chiefs will probably do that, because this Colts team has no juice. Jonathan Taylor isn't going to beat this team. Matt Ryan is washed. That defense is Fine, I guess, but boy, they really had a weird energy coming into this week. You know what? I trust Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes to play some competent football. As long as they don't gift wrap this game and hand it over to a bunch of stinkers like 10 times. As long as they don't lose two touchdowns worth of points on special teams. As long as the absence of Harrison Butker doesn't directly correlate to 13 points left on the board in addition to their rookie absolutely choking, then the Chiefs will handle this game. I said I didn't think the Colts were very good. Please hold while I used to go to the other side of my office just so for my sake and for the sake of the listener. <laughs> the Colts still stink! <laughs> the Chiefs just stunk worse. They just stunk worse. They gift wrapped the game at the NFL level in week three. You can't do this. This is this is one team being playing some truly incompetent football. Nate, I was so excited for Thursday press conferences because Eric Bieniemy was going to have to come out and answer questions about him and Patrick Mahomes having a bare knuckle brawl on the sidelines. I mean, Patrick Mahomes took off his helmet like Aaron Donald and whacked Eric Bieniemy with it. Oh, I think that was over goodness. the line. I didn't actually see it, but I've looked at Twitter. And I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Dave Tobe was going to have to come out and atone for the signing of now former Chief Matt Almondola and also Sky Moore on a couple of occasions. The worst special teams game you could see this side of high school football. And then Steve Spagnuolo was going to get to come out on a flying carpet and, and just wearing a robe if he wanted to. Spags could have walked out and introduced himself as head coach Steve Spagnuolo after this game. We were going to get an all-time Spags press conference and the offense and the special teams, pardon my French, Peed it away. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the 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 best part of this rant is the idea that like I had to ask because it's you know it's my responsibility. I had to ask coach. I was like, hey, it looked like you had to separate. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, let me just take you inside. Like you ran in from the bullpen. <laughs> let me let me just let me just let me just take you inside journalism. I've already seen it, but hey. I just want to make it seem like it, it, coach, it appeared like you had to separate these two, even though my own eyes and millions of own eyes literally saw you do it. It is at this point that coach should understand, hey, I have stated a fact, which is leading to my question. And then coach said, that didn't happen, Nate. To which I was just like, well. Gaslighting. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and then he said it was a calm discussion, and I was like, you know, Coach, they have they have several cameras in this hey, building. Well, Nate, 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 who are you going to believe? Andy Reid or your lying eyes? <laughs> who are you so going was... to believe? Oh, I'm sorry. What I meant to say is Super Bowl winning head coach Andy Reid or your lying eyes. I see that you wear glasses, Nate. <laughs> are those, what was the last time you got your prescription yeah, updated? Are we, are we, are we, oh my god, am I in the middle of a of a my cousin Vinny uh, scene? <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that you wear corrective lenses. Were you wearing them the date of this incident? I don't suppose that you've been to the doctor anytime recently. Oh, I'm doing my very best to not try to slip into what would undoubtedly be the worst accent you've ever heard. So, but no, that I that. I was just, well, well, no, I mean, you know, the mics didn't pick it up. It was obviously a calm discussion. It's like, no, it wasn't. And that's fine. That happens. By the, by the way, um, I don't know if people have truly understood this, 
Um, the person who handles the situation the best out of all three people was Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, he was pretty so, chill. He yeah. was he was clearly yeah. explaining his side of things. Mahomes was obviously upset. He wanted well, another can, shot, which they'd already taken a shot. And 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 Reed and Mahomes both talked about this post game. Obviously, Nate, you were there for this, so I don't have to right. tell you that. But like they they talked about it post game. Their story is lined up. The one thing though, and Matt Derrick was the one that pointed this out to me in terms of just you know just name dropping all of our esteemed colleagues. That you know you know what Eric Bieniemy was explaining. He wasn't explaining his side of it, Seth. He was explaining Andy Reid's side of it. Because right. there's no way that Eric Bieniemy said, "Hey, Andy Reid and Pat." This is what you know. All of the like nonsense in the <laughs> AFC Championship game comes back to right. this idea that Eric Bieniemy decided to unzip and say, "No, this is my time to go ahead and take the steering wheel from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, two future Hall of Famers in their respective positions." Yeah, no, I'll take it from here, guys. Like, no, Andy Reid made a call. Eric Bieniemy was the, probably the voice that told Patrick Mahomes that in his ear, right? And then, and then Mahomes comes over and wants some more trust as a you know All Pro MVP, future Hall of Fame quarterback, which I totally understand. And Andy Reid, who has some conservative tendencies, wanted to kind of just turtle shell up and say, "We get the ball back the other side of the half. Don't want to risk you behind an offensive line that's having some issues." And I found both of those stances to be pretty freaking reasonable. And I don't mind if if Patrick Mahomes is heated trying to get them to be more aggressive in the face of Andy Reid being the old man head coach who's been doing it for 97 years, where Patrick Mahomes is the young firebrand that wants to go for it. That's that's what you should be wanting to have. Like, you can't have two lunatics or two turtles. I mean, you want to have <laughs> some sort of relationship there. They, they weren't going to blows. It wasn't Travis Kelsey shoving Eric Bieniemy a couple years ago and then hugging him by the uh, by the end of the same game. I just, I don't know, man. I, just, I this is gonna come off as judgy, but I think some people just need to watch things better. Not even not even closer. Just just a little better. And uh, although Nate, you sound like you might have taken it more seriously than I did. So maybe I'm the idiot here. I don't know. No, I just like, I don't. I, I think it's it, it has seriousness because it it is a it is a it could be a pivotal point that you can sort of go back to as we sort of see the season progress, right? Whether this um, is a, is a, is a blimp or an uh, anomaly, or if it's more of a, is it an iceberg? Yeah. Or, or yeah. Or trend towards iceberg like mistakes in January or December. Um, So, or like if there's a, if there's a disconnect in communication and, and decision-making, well, you know, what you would hope, ladies and gentlemen, and this is, past this part of it but what you would hope is the special teams coordinator and the head coach are now informed that on fourth and 11 we don't need to run any more fake field goals like that's so hey so when put in similar situations i don't know maybe as early as next sunday against the Tampa bay buccaneers or you know in a pivotal rematch against the los angeles chargers or i don't know the divisional round against whoever like Fourth and 11 on the plus side of the field, whether you have Harrison Bucker or not, at least you've been informed now, probably shouldn't run a fake field goal, right? 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 Probably yeah, shouldn't, that that no probably shouldn't be on the now. laminated play call sheet, right? Right? We should just we should just scratch that one and, and get a new one laminated up for next for, for, for these for these upcoming scenarios. I'm going to have a chief throwing a football to a tight end on the Chiefs. It's I wouldn't have picked Tommy Townsend and Noah Gray, personally. It would not have been my first pick. I, hey, Noah, Noah Gray's gotten better, but why is he running a five-yard route when the line to gain is 11? Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't so know. I, I made a list um, of points that the Chiefs basically either handed over to the Colts or when offered them said no i'm okay not not for none for me right now thanks yeah yeah come quite, can we come back around in a minute yeah can i get a few frankly more i'm i'm a little stuffed and uh-huh. so you know that uh i was hammering I, pringles earlier and i just <laughs> <laughs> i was i just put down two full cans of pringles oh on a side note have you guys tried those new uh, white cheddar cheetos 
that are making the rounds. I've had the not. white cheddar cheese it puffs. Those are those are very cool. good. I'm a big fan of those. They're also pretty low carb for a puffed uh, carb snack, which is pretty big for a boy. <laughs> yeah, I gotta stop asking you stuff like that, Josh. Hey, Josh, have you uh, have you tried to die recently? Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, man, you had those chocolate frosted sugar bombs from Calvin and Hobbes? No, I haven't. <laughs> if you yeah, make but... them with if you make them, eat them with drink them with soda, they're terrific. Anyway. <laughs> Only regular soda, of course, but yeah, if you can yeah. really get that going, that sugar buzz will get you going for a month. So there's this thing called Red Bull. <laughs> so here, so I made a list, and these are just the most obvious ones to me. And, and I'm going to say the number first. I very much think that in total, between points that were basically handed to the Colts. Versus the Chiefs, again, saying, Frank, frankly, I'm stuffed. Couldn't possibly eat another bite of those points. We have, hold on, my math's a little shaky here because there's multiple things to add up here. Four, seven, 14, 17, <laughs> 20 points. Yeah. And that is, and, and tell me if I'm wrong here. That's if, so the muff punt by Sky yeah. Moore. who yeah, Free touchdown. I, I'm going to only count it as a free field goal because I'm being generous. Because, hey, maybe they get a stop there. But that really was, it's like handing them, you know, really you could call it five points instead of three. If they would have gotten the stop there, I could I could follow you on that. But, like, we we at least got the information. Whatever right. you want to do is fine. Be generous I, if you'd like. Sky Moore had a god-awful game. Let's say, let's say five points. Now it's 22, guys. Kelsey dropped a touchdown in the end zone that was probably Mahomes' best throw of the day. Mm-hmm. And he catches that. Like, Travis Kelsey catches that. Like, I mean, he caught it with the game on the line in the divisional champion. It, it, a harder catch with better coverage on the sideline. Against Matt, Jose oh. Milano. <laughs> yeah, the Kelsey stopper. Yeah, I shouldn't joke about the Bills. At this rate, they're going to beat the Chiefs by 40. So I gotta, I better be careful. I'm going to get to watch that live. Whew. Sorry, my headphones cut out. Did you say you better stop making jokes about the Dolphins because they might beat the Chiefs by 40? Because you're I right. I said I better. <laughs> I, I said the Bills. But be that as it may, you might not be wrong. Anyway, no, had they been playing, had the Chiefs like been playing like the Bills or the Dolphins like yesterday, yeah, this yesterday, that game would have been over by halftime. Oh. That would have oh. been like, well, the Chiefs are trailing at halftime, 31 to 3. And there's some real questions as to, you know, blah, blah, blah. So you've got the muff punt, we'll say five points. Kelsey drop. Seven points. Eh, six might be more likely, but, you know, we're going to say seven because we're going to assume a standard competency. Um, a fake field goal when you're in field goal range, three points. An extra point, one point. Mm -hmm. A missed field goal that's very makeable, 34 yards, three points. And then you've got Patrick Mahomes on the first drive of the game, overthrows MVS on, uh, on a shot play that was well-designed to get MVS down the field to take advantage of cover three and would have just completely flipped the game. So 22 points, and yet, and yet, they, they they still needed that penalty to lose the game. It becomes funny at a certain point, and this is why, like, I actually called it cathartic because I wasn't going to write an article yesterday, and then I was so bothered by everything that my wife was like, you need to write something because you're being a jerk. And I was like, okay, fair enough. And she didn't say that. She's way too nice, but she said a version of it. She didn't use any abusive language. I was, yep, all right. Well, no, to it. no, no. Smith was right there, yeah, right no, next yeah, to her. Absolutely. I will throw this flag so fast. <laughs> it was like the Key and Peele skit. Like. Yeah, no, he was right there keeping me safe from those things that might harm my psyche, which I appreciate. Thank you. Um, it, when you really look at all those things, Honest to God, I swear this is the truth, Chiefs fans. If you go back and go through that list of things that had to happen, you feel, oddly enough, after the rage, as you go through it, and then the rage is there, make no mistake, you feel a little better afterward because you're like, wow, that really was Murphy's Law game. Like, and they made it out without injuries. So now hopefully we just move on. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Uh, I, I want to just sort of, I guess, work off of uh, of Seth's homework here because I really just, I like the level of concern, um, level of long-term concern sort of barometer for things that we are worried about from here. Because to that point, you just said there, Seth, like there, there is sort of the, 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 the solace perhaps. in the fact that the defense was really stupendous missing three starters that this game required an absolute self-destruction that I just don't know if I've ever seen from this team before. And Seems unlikely that it'll be quite this bad, quite this often, but, you know, I guess it could be. Um, but I want to know what you saw that makes you really nervous for the future. Um, I, mm-hmm. I know, again, if you want to read what Seth's written on a whole bunch of issues, more than we'll get to today, I'm sure, mnchiefsfan.substack.com. If you are ready to read, and I say, are you ready? Like, I mean it that way. If you're emotionally ready to read Nate's story uh, from post game up on the athletic, it's worth your time. But also, I mean, I don't think any of us are going to blame you if you decide to wait until, you know, this podcast has come out to remind you to go back and listen to or go back and read it. Nate, if I if I give you that sort of report card, hey, which one of these issues was an issue on Sunday and you are worried about what it is going to look like next week against the Bucks? three weeks down the road in December, et cetera, where would you, where would you lead off? And and I can go anywhere. Anything that you saw go badly yesterday that you think could be a real threat going forward or the biggest threat going forward. Well, Josh, this is the perfect segue to what I'm writing today, which will be on the athletic uh, Tuesday morning. Uh, if, if you would like for me to, to, to divulge this information now, I would love that. Yeah. Um, Guys, the Chiefs have a short yardage problem. Mm. And I truly believe this could be something that could be a bit more of a quagmire than really ever before in the Reed Mahomes era. I just want to read you some stats, okay? And if this depresses you, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh Hey, guys, you want to know what the success rate was for the Chiefs last year in short yardage plays? And based on true media, that is third and fourth down from one to three yards. So fourth and three, fourth and two, fourth and one, obviously third down, and goal-to-goal situations. Seth, you want to guess the percentage? Not high. I'm going to say 98%. Oh, I mean, gorgeous. Uh, The Chiefs were the best in the league in short yard situations. They converted 78.1% of the time. Oh, wow. Oh, last year. Yeah, on last year. Okay, okay. Yes. On 73. I was trying to overshoot on purpose. Last year was high, and I would, yes. Seth, this show's pretty good when you listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) So, look. I'm glad that we don't do video on our Zooms when we record this because I don't think I'd be able to. If I saw Seth's expression just then, I think I would have had to have hung up off the call. I could feel a withering just on the quiet self laughter. No, I I, I feel bad. No, it was, I feel like it's No, it's fine. It's fine. Again, last year. So 78% last year? 78.1%. That's pretty freaking good. Well, that's because Mike Burton is 130%. (laughs) (laughs) He he joined another team and converted a couple of their short yardage (laughs) plays and then came back. Well, Just Seth, you you have to. I hate to keep you in line like this, but you got to remember that it's in it's in Michael Burton's contract that he's only allowed to have one touch per game, and so you <laughs> you have to pick the time you can hand it off to him for an automatic first down. You can't just do that two four thousand in a row or anything. Yep. <sighs> Such a great observation by you, Josh. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. I've been screaming it into TVs for a while. This year, on third or fourth down, uh, three or less yards, the Chiefs have had twelve such plays this year. 12. Um, the majority of those plays have been in the last two weeks between the Chargers and the Colts. The Chiefs have converted for a first down on just 41.7%. So, five out of 12 plays. It is, fellas, the third lowest rate in the league. Yikes. You have the... And I and this is all in the story, kids. You have the same head coach, same coordinator, same quarterback, same star tight end, same fullback, 
in the same offensive line. That's the one, man. And and you can read more about it in theathletic.com. <laughs> Seth, you want to speak on that since Nate's Nate's gonna have some of the real real goods in that tomorrow, I... but that is uh, a headliner. I think, you know, obviously we're early enough in the season that there might be some sample size issue things. But there's a couple things that stood out to me, and this has been a couple games now. The offensive line has not been as good as it was last year. And that could just be an issue of a couple of bad matchups. You know, that's a problem. Three games in, right? Can I? Uh-huh. Yeah, real, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you so early in the thought, but can you be more specific at all? Like, is that all five guys? Is that four out of five guys? Is that one guy really taking a step back? Do we have enough information on that yet? I I have not charted Orlando Brown snaps, and I'm not sure I'm going to because I've actually got a different idea for this week's. I might look at every snap and see what went wrong, which Love might take thing. longer. But um, Brown has struggled at times in, in ways that he generally didn't last year. Like he's noticeable both this weekend, last week, and honestly a little bit in week one. Like I noticed Orlando Brown. That's not what you want. Um, and then Trey Smith has had a couple of, of really tough beats in pass pro. Um, they let a few blitzes get by Creed had a miss. Like it really hasn't been like any one guy being terrible. Although I, I do think Brown's level of play so far has been lower this year. And that's noticeable. And then all it really takes with the offensive line is a couple more misses a game. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just, you know, one, you know, one guy having playing on the lower level and then a couple other guys just having one or two more misses. And then you see your quarterback get smacked or hurried a few more times. And that's less than ideal. Um, so I'm going to take a look at that. That's one reason I don't want to just chart Brown's snaps from this game, which some people have asked. And I even think I mentioned I was planning on it. So yeah, I'm a liar. I'm sorry. Um, but the problem is it just narrows the scope so much to where it's basically you, you, if you just go looking for Brown as a scapegoat, you're probably going to find him because I don't think he had a good game. But there was a lot more going on in this game than Orlando Brown struggled. Right. By so the I, way, I, I think he's hurt. I just I, I, I sort of put it on Twitter. He's been on the injury report with a knee injury. Mm-hmm. His quickness from game one to game three seems different. Noticeable to me. Um. Yeah, he's. I don't think he's right. And that's the first thing I think of whenever you say that a guy who's like about to hit his second contract is taking a step backwards. Like that's just that doesn't. It's not like that's a a twenty nine or thirty year old doing that. Right. Yeah. So you know he's got the knee. Trey Smith has got the ankle and the shoulder. I believe. Yes. Um. Yeah. They stayed Joe, real healthy last year. Yeah, Joe Tooney. Um. I don't know, y'all. It this this don't look right. And for Creed, you know, some teams have made some, I think, some really nice adjustments. Um, you know, that has given him, you know, just a bit more to think about. Or it's a bit of a bit more of a challenge, you know, for a guy in his second year. But the one that stuns me, and I really don't have any explanation that like my eyes can tell me, um, is what's going on with Joe Tooney. Mm-hmm. And that's the the and that's something that I'm going to be looking at pretty closely, um, and and I think all of that relates back to what you're seeing in short yardage stuff and in the run game, um, because you've seen spurts in the run game where you're like, oh okay, you see how this is starting to work like it did last year, but I mean if you've got multiple guys playing banged up, that just affects you, and the other thing, when you have running backs that, for whatever other traits they have, are not pile movers or even like individual player movers. Like look at the difference between what it looks like when Jonathan Taylor and, 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 and he, Jonathan Taylor's a freak, but in terms of strength, he's not necessarily a freak. He's just, he's just good. Right. Um, when he hits the line or the gap, even if the gap's relatively covered versus when Clyde or Jarek hit the line, one of them moves it. The other one does mm. not. And mm. that matters when you're talking about one or two yards. And that's why when Mike Burton, so you could even compare that. Mike Burton with less of a head of steam, when he hits the line, you see him move the line and you see him twisting, pulling, pushing. You know what I mean? He's just harder to stop dead in his tracks. And he can usually, even if he stopped, fight his way for that 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 yard, that two yards. I personally don't know why... 
I get, you know, well, you don't want to spam it. They're going to stop you start using it over and over. But I don't know why with that particular play, that particular down and distance, because they got to they got to be careful about a pitch or a play action. Why they are not spamming that third and one goal to go with Mike Burton right up the gut until someone stops it. Like, and your other option is to to throw it backwards and low to Travis Kelsey, who promptly sets the ball on the ground before picking it up and falling towards the end zone. I would just be content to try the fullback thing until they stop it. Absolutely. Or, 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 or. Don't say it. Or the most conventional, Mm -mm. old school, Mm -mm. Mm -mm. archaic, still successful, still productive, easiest way to go from A to B. The nine million year old Matt Ryan successfully did. That Tom Brady can still do when he's 70. And he's going to get you fired. Is... Quarterback sneak. Ah, no! <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Whoa, 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 whoa. That was abusive language. That was. I, and that's. I, <laughs> maybe, I, maybe Chris Jones was squishing Matt Ryan and then stood up and said, I really respect your ability to quarterback sneak. And the ref was like, that's uh, that's offensive. You are. Yeah, you are going to convince Andy to run a QB sneak. And these. So these things, that's where you get into stuff. Not necessarily schematic, but. I, Patrick Mahomes was good at quarterback sneaks. You know why? I mean, you you both have stood next to Patrick Mahomes. Hashtag humble brag for you guys. You're living the dream. That dude is a big dude. He is not, you know, this isn't a, a well, I mean, look, Matt Ryan runs quarterback sneaks and he is not as big as Patrick Mahomes. Like, if I stood next to Matt Ryan at an airport, I might be like, ah, oh, that dude's a little tall. But that would be it. Let Colin Saunders came in and landed at fullback. Put Colin Saunders at fullback and let Mike Burton take the snap. Let yeah. Mike Burton be. If, look, Blake Bell's out. Maybe I'll trust Mike Burton to throw. But like, I, I just everything seems. I know this is hypocritical because when it works, it's like, oh, Andy Reid, what a bleeping genius. But it's every every time it's like, all right, here we go, third and two, just from the middle of the field. And oh, what's that? Oh, it's the old hidden ball trick. It's like every time it feels like there's gonna be a bucket of confetti that gets thrown. It's like, man, like I sometimes that's wonderful. <laughs> sometimes that's great. But it, like you you want to be able to do both, right? Like you want to have the creative stuff and the ability to just lean on a defensive line and pick up two yards. Or just or I don't know. I mean How much money is Ronald Chad Jones in? is on this roster, by the way. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Who? <laughs> Look, wait. Huh? The, the city bus that wears number two and is inactive every day? The city bus that uh, that theoretically wears number two? <laughs> All I'll say, Your Honor, is that how much money is Chad Hitty making this year? Yeah. Yeah. Could do it. yeah let, let him run. Hey, you know let what? Him. He could also throw a ball at, at Travis Kelsey's feet backwards. Yeah. <laughs> I the, the whole thing, it just, it, I, I, I can see when it works, it's great. But there really is a simple purity. And what's the point of having, you know, one of the best interior offensive lines in the NFL, even if they're playing nicked up, if you don't think they can at least be even on that short yardage play? And if they're even and Burton hits the hole, he's showing that repeatedly. Like, I think I tweeted during the game, Mike Burton's a walking first down. He is. Yes. He, he just... He, they just convert, and then, you know what? They never ran it again. And they had, what was it? It was first and goal from the three? You're telling me in three, one of the beauties of the fullback dive, essentially, is that it's really hard to take a loss on that because you're not doing necessarily any of the pulling stuff that might result, you know, in an edge defender going unblocked and sprinting down the line, right? That's the risk there with some of those runs on the goal line is that you'll lose three yards. The, that Run? You're telling me you can't get one and a half yards and then one and a half yards and oh, now we're on the one inch yard. Then oh, hey, we scored. Like sometimes it feels like you're snatching defeat from the jaws of victory a little bit by overcomplicating some things. Football is a super complicated sport. It's one reason I love it. You know, you pull on one lever on one end of the room and it affects everything all over the room. But sometimes it's super simple. Like, hey, if we hand the ball to this guy who weighs 245 pounds, and he runs really hard and hits these guys, they'll go forward a foot and we'll score. Sometimes that's easy. Two carries, eight yards, two first downs for Michael Burton this year. 
keep him on the roster. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank goodness. This would be, it's like. Also, also, Colin Saunders told me something in the locker room that will also be in the story. Ooh. Oh, that's a good tease. Sometimes you know, if it's just like kind of good, Nate will let it slip in the pod, but that's mean, a real good nugget. You mean highly successful high school running back Colin Saunders? Yes, sir. Oh. <laughs> uh, I did. I, I was doing a, um, a, a charity wiffle ball event um, right after that draft class, and Colin Saunders was out there, and I think we did get him to do a backflip, or I tried to get him to do a backflip, and he politely declined because I don't know that he had gotten the ink dry on that rookie contract yet, and if that nice. was the case, I respect it. But remember, he was doing backflips in college, and that man is a mountain. Yeah, he's a huge I'm excited dude. to see what's in the story. Yeah, me too. I just, uh, I I know. So I'll I'll spoil this from your story, Seth. That the offensive line was um, a very high concern for you, and we've yes. now, you guys have both discussed that. But I was actually like pleasantly enjoying is sort of the wrong word. I wasn't enjoying any of it, but I, I was glad that you mentioned and so highly flagged the wide receivers right now, because mm. that's something. And I, Nate, I am dying to hear from you on this because you got your eyes in the sky in real time. Right. Um, I think some of the all 22s started making its way out. I mean, I don't know what people are tweeting from, but I haven't, I haven't gotten to review any of this, any of the, of the game yet. So I'm, I'm on one watch through on the broadcast. But one thing that was pretty evident that Mahomes even talked about post game is he was holding on to the ball a lot. I mean, in a long time for the most part, and he was. It didn't help, didn't do the offensive line any favors. I'm not sure the line did him any favors. Yeah, you know, whatever. Call it a wash if you want. It doesn't really matter. One thing that I wondered though is was Patrick Mahomes holding on to the ball because he was uh, big game hunting under duress, or was Patrick Mahomes holding on to the ball? Because this new crew of wide receivers where everybody can be the guy any given day, were they having a day where nobody was going to be the guy? Um, I imagine it could potentially be some amount of both. Will you mm-hmm. tell me what you saw? And then, Seth, I- I'd love to hear more um, to what you wrote on that front on the receivers and where they're at right now without Tyree Kill. Quickly from the all 22 in the press box, uh, the first sack of the game, and I think I tweeted this at the time, was a cover sack. Mm-hmm. Where the Chiefs had three guys going deep past the intermediate zone, and hey, give 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 credit where credit is due. Gus Bradley in that cover three was like, "Nah, we got it." Um, <laughs> and so Orlando Brown gets beat not on the first move or the second move, but it's sort of that third in, like coming from the backside and, and tackling, you know, sacking Mahomes from the back. That's why Mahomes started moving up in the pocket whenever. You know, Orlando Brown was getting pushed wide, mostly by Ngakwe, I believe, mm-hmm. um, from the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, an argument can be made that his best throw was to Travis Kelsey. The second candidate is, I believe it's third and 10, gotta have it. Yep. Um, he just throws a ridiculous sidearm pass to Juju Smith-Schuster, who, you know, this has been uh, consistent in camp. He's had the best connection with so far. That leads to the biggest play of the game, which is yards after catch, which is where this offense is going to have to blossom and develop over time because I think teams are getting more and more comfortable playing them in man coverage. And guess what? The Colts didn't blitz because, hey, Vance, he told you. <laughs> so I will at least shake um, Gus Bradley's hand because, <laughs> hey, if you want to stay in an inverted cover three or, hey, it looks like quarters, it's not quarters. <laughs> like, they at least didn't blitz, okay? Which means, hey, you have more guys in those windows. Um, and MVS only got some separation a couple times. And it's really unfortunate that the one play they had designed for the first sort of third and long situation was a, was a perfect play call and Mahomes just missed him. And the, by the way, the pocket was pretty clean mm-hmm. um, for him to make that throw, unlike later in the game. So some of it is the offensive line started to, to deteriorate as the game went along. I don't think MVS got as much separation as you would want for him to be that speed guy. Um, Juju's excellent, um, but they didn't really get him going until about the third quarter. Um, Kelsey's always open. It's just a matter of can he make the catch. And for all the people who are reaching for Sky Moore, when we've told you all on this podcast, until they are forced to play rookies in prominent roles, they will not do it. So that, that, sorry, Seth, you, sorry, you do want Sky Moore to have the football touch his hands more? 
<laughs> that I, I'm just telling you the reality. Until the rookie is forced to play more, the rookie will not play more from the skill position that is wide receiver in the Chiefs offense. Now, you may say, well, Nate, if if Josh is going to mention Ronald Jones, you know, hey, at least Isaiah Pacheco's getting some touches. Part of that is because at least when Isaiah Pacheco gets hit, he moves the pile forward. Yes. Yeah. Um, Give him more touches in that situation. And, you know, Clyde, for his vision problems, has been, he's starting to get back to that inconsistency. You know, basically, Clyde's had one good run in two games, and that is troubling. Um, And it was perfectly blocked, by the way. Yeah. And he got, and he got face masks, and he ran through it. Shout out to him. By the way, Clyde has gotten so much better as a receiver. Oh, yeah. It's kind, it's kind of being, like, under-discussed, which is understandable, but I just want to mention that here. Like his angle routes, oh, they're good. Maybe they, they should are. call them more. I don't they know. should really call them more. And it was a really nice play design. And like, hey, he's oh, he's open and he's making the receptions and he's he's a more reliable receiver than he is a running back right now. Which the prophecy has been fulfilled. Which which shrugs. Um, and lastly, <laughs> before we get to Seth, <laughs> and lastly. It was supposed to be, and it still is, a contract year. But this often still relies on McCole Hartman more than fans probably want to realize. And McCole Hartman, God bless him, shouldn't have been out there on Sunday. No, yeah, he, he shouldn't have been playing. They 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 Brandon Staley bad. I don't know. Uh, and look, it's a contract year, so you wanna you wanna you wanna show durability, you wanna show consistency. I get it. Um he had the issue against the Chargers, and you think, hey, maybe nine days rest, you know, he'll be better with this heel sort of ankle situation. I mean, if you rewatch the way he got hurt against the Chargers game, it does not look pretty. Um, and so, hey, you know, Justin Watson did a fine job on that touchdown, you know, basically running his route um, on that play because, hey, he, he was not available to run that route because he was he was dealing with an injury. He's still dealing with it. It may be nagging for weeks now. Um, I don't know if they're going to sort of, you know, shade some of his snaps so that some of those could go to Sky more um, because you might want to get, you know, another quick, speedy, separating option on the field with the rest of the receivers. But this office is designed for me, Cole, and MVS to be on the field at the same time so that you have to pick an option. And if you pick both of them, well, then now we have one-on-ones between Travis Kelsey and one-on-ones with Juju Smith-Schuster. But if McCole Harmon's out and you don't hit the big ones to MVS, where are you going? And it might just be another throw it up 50-50 ball for Justin Watson. And unfortunately, this time, the ball was just a slightly bit less accurate from the J.C. Jackson one. It's an incompletion. Um, and so you don't get the big plays that, that, that are called at the right time. And they just weren't as well executed as the first two weeks of the season. Seth, how's all that make you feel? The pass catchers, your level of concern, what jumped out to you on Sunday? Um, the more I'm looking at it, the more I'm trying to just figure out, you know, who who are the guys who can get open against man coverage? Because mm. that was the entire thing. We know MVS, by and large, can't outside of, you know, Deep nine outs. routes, posts. Yeah. And he can there. Now those, however, those are inherently reliable on a on a play by play and even game by game basis because they're harder throws to hit. You know, you don't really penalize a quarterback that much. Like I chart it as an inaccurate throw. But when a quarterback misses a fifty yard bomb because they got to fit it in there, everyone's like, "Oh, just throw it like a moonshot." It's like, look, unless that safety is really far away, there's still got to be more heat on that than you think. Those are hard to throw. But we know, <clears throat> good lord, every week. Every week. We show we're on a stretch. <coughs> um, so, oh, Seth, Seth, no, 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 Seth, are you choking? Seth, no, we can't have everybody choking around the Chiefs right now. No, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And so the we we know that the MVS that that's not really his game. We know McCool Hardman that's not really his game. Hasn't been. Still doesn't look like it is. Um, that's just not who he is. Right, especially against you know kind of an aggressive man coverage, he doesn't run through contact. Juju, 
Uh, we were talking before we started recording. I think he needs more targets. I think he needs to be more of a featured part of the offense. I love the idea of the any given Sunday can be anyone in theory. In practice, you should lean a certain direction when one guy looks better. And Juju Smith-Schuster looks better than Hardman and MVS. He, he Especially once the ball is in his hands. Um, the, the Sky Moore thing, Nate... You are 100% correct, and my head knows that, <laughs> but my heart and also my instincts, which mm. have been honed over a very wonderful career, my instincts tell me I really think Sky Moore can do something, not as the punt returner, but as maybe a wide receiver, and I just... It just makes me feel feelings knowing it's like, well, we got to wait till he knows how to play all three positions. Do we, though? Because it talked about, like, this needed to be more of a yak team. You're going to see Sky Moore with the ball in his hands, like, six yards downfield and a little bit of space to wiggle around in? I would like to see that. Hey, man, just, hey, man, just run some slants, some digs, and let's go. Yeah. Run some slants. Wait, just let him run well, slants. And if you're just going to have him, guys. Let him wiggle a defensive to, back away and then do a slant. To get back to what we were talking about before we started recording, if you're just going to have a bunch of guys run stick, Maybe one of them more frequently should be the guy who's good at running it. I don't know. He's not, no, he's not ready for it yet. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. You know, I don't know if we can have that wide receiver come out here and run, checks notes, slants, digs, and stick. He probably <laughs> has never run those routes. You know, <laughs> do they, they, they don't even allow those if you don't go to, a, to, the, to an SEC school, right? I mean, and I know that's such a straw man, and I know that's not how Andy Reid uses it, just, but I, I just watch it and I get so mad. I just think you have to be realistic. If you look around the league, guys like, you know, oh, just picking oh. another random wide receiver, but like Alec Pierce is not ready to, to you know, be a contributor um, hey, on an NFL hey, offense. You know? Hey, man. Hey, man. If they could, if they could, if they could make a trade before the game, they would trade for MBS in a heartbeat. That Colts wide receiver will. Big boys. <sighs> hey, y'all. Y'all want to run another screen? <laughs> Look, man, nobody... what, is, what has George Pickens done since he ended up on the big screen? Well, that's a whole different discussion. Well, and George no, Pickens, true. to be just... fair, there's not a lot been going on. Although I will just say, I he just had the coolest catch I've seen from a rookie. So he really did. Yeah, just, he did. And, and it's like you just—we've all been waiting for George Pickens to do the coolest thing that a football player has done on a field in a while. Because like we just knew, like that's what he was going to do. Maybe he's a head case, but it's, we knew we knew that catch was coming. Yeah, I, I just the the whole thing and is Jahan Dodson's played quite a bit. Mark, what are you this. doing to me? And that's no, nothing. And I nothing. here's the thing. I I'm sorry, but Just I trust reminding you that there are receivers you liked in this draft. Club. I trust my wide receiver evaluation. I do. And you know how I know that? Because Drake London is a beast and some people didn't think he would be. Now, to be fair, that's wasn't exactly getting too far out there because a lot of people thought he would. But guys like Olave, London, I mean, they, they, they were obvious. There are obvious traits to look for. And I'm sorry. I know it was against lower level competition, but Sky Moore shows some of those. And like during, it's not like he sucked during preseason. And so it's one of those things where, again, I, I'm aware there's so much more going on here. And I know that, and I know it's dumb for me to get as upset as I do just over one single player. Cause that, that's so myopic, but I don't care. <laughs> Cause I really think I'm right about this. And it's just, it's frustrating because in preseason, he showed the ability to make some tough catches. He showed the ability to get a little separation and instead we're waiting. And it, it just reminds me of the same thing that says, don't just hand the ball to your fullback. You know what I mean? It just, it, it's being smart for the sake of being smart. I also just wonder what this offense would look like if they could trade for a guy like Michael Pittman or someone like that. I don't know. Like, I know it's, you know, whenever you're picking at the end of the draft, it's it's impossible to find wide receivers that around your range, but like a T Higgins type, like, I don't know, just one of like somebody like that. It's just, if you could take a player on the roster who's added, you know, virtually nothing uh, to your uh, roster, just swap them out for, you know, a big receiver like Michael Pittman Jr. I just think that this offense would probably appreciate it. Funny. Well, you know what? We've been going for more than an hour. We are out of time here today on Times Ours. Seth, apologies. I was going to let you respond there, but I just looked at the clock and uh, we really got to wrap this thing up. Uh, my time management wasn't good. So, you know, I was watching the Chiefs <laughs> Sunday and I, I, I'm keeping a couple timeouts in the bag just because you can use those after the game ends, right? <laughs> Did Andy Reid try to call a timeout on the presser at any point, Nate? He was he was pretty quick with it, so I maybe he didn't feel like he needed it. Yeah. Drill. Yeah, you know. Hey, 
it uh it it yeah you know there's just it's just a lot of things that uh one could change on on any given game and just so happened all of them for yesterday <laughs> for the chiefs uh, so we already know Nate's dropping a banger tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning on The Athletic. You can already read Seth's takeaways of all the gross things that happened in this game, what he is and isn't concerned about in the long term from the special teams to the O-line to the pass catchers to just sort of the, uh, I don't know, fundamental problems throughout that game. That's all at mnchiefsfan.substack.com, bit.ly slash Seth really hates money. We'll get you directly there. Um, just the athletic.com will do to get you to the athletic.com. Although I go directly to Nate's author page very, very frequently. Uh, that's the athletic.com slash author slash Nate dash Taylor. If you really want to get that, that bookmarked, uh, I would, uh, I would understand. You can also follow us on Twitter, uh, at by Nate Taylor at real MN chiefs fan and at JB Briscoe. Uh, make sure you have a hobby. That's not just the NFL. Just important. Remember that sometimes, uh, go, you know, get a dog, play some video games, read a book, just, you know, we, it, some of the calls in the post game show got pretty dark on Sunday. So I'm just going to go ahead and make that my little PSA. We love talking about the chiefs, but it's okay. If you also enjoy baking or something that you can do with less stress in your life. Um, that's, that's my final word for the week. Seth, do you want to add anything before Nate takes us away? The thing about the 2020 draft that you have to understand. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> totally hey, what's Chris, what's Christian the Watson story. doing out there? What's, what's, yeah. what's Christian Watson doing? Oh man. I don't want to talk about the 2020 draft. I'm sorry that I did that. It was just for a bit. I, I'm I'm over it, and you guys can all tell. It's really evident. Please don't write that I'm mad and that I'm not over it because I'm not. I am over it. and I'm not mad. I just want to make sure it's very clear that I'm. Slip much? No, I was I was just referencing a drill tweet that is very much implying that I'm still mad and not over it. Frankly, at this point, the truth is even too even too muddied for myself to uh to unpack, which I think is really the place you want to get by week three of an NFL season. You've lost your own internal monologue. Save us, Nate. All, Nate, this all, one's yours. Yeah, look. Chip shot for you here, Nate. Just hit a nice little 31-yard field goal. We got here with the dub. Come on, Nate. Go ahead. Get us home. They're handing it to the snapper. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> okay, guys. What we can all take from this is that there is a time to play and there is a time to win. Before you unzip, don't say anything. Let the zipper 